Oh my god, he did what? Yeah, he sucks. But he's so hot. This is Hot and Horrible. Hi, friends and lovers. Hey, Emily. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. What I did, had a pretty good week. What did you do earlier? <laughs> earlier today, we filmed our first TikToks for the podcast. It was my first time TikToking. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and you killed it. Andre killed it. He is our portal to Gen Z, <laughs> even though neither of us are Gen Z. How does 28 feel? It feels good. Um, someone, my friend texted me to say happy birthday. She said, I think this is going to be your hottest year yet. I agree with that. I think it's true. It's possible for sure. You're already glowing though. You know, you have this nice 28 glow on you. Thank you. A man told me I was glowing at a bar I was at the other day. Wait, no way. Yeah, I was like, thank you for saying it's that. It's actually true though. Thank you. Thank you all for being supportive. Andre, how was your week? My week was so good. I got so much done for music stuff and for the podcast stuff. Oh my goodness. We have an amazing guest for y'all in like two weeks. I'm really excited to meet her. It's uh, with this, you know, family therapist who has so much insight. Yeah. So if you have any questions for a therapist, it's time to send them in. Andre and I, we have some thoughts, but we're not professionals. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be good to have a professional on the show. It's so funny because she has like book smarts and we're like street smart. You yeah, know? you're right. <laughs> we come from the streets. You're right. <laughs> Learned these hard lessons on the streets. But today we're going to do our best and we're having our second couch session. And Andre's in the hot seat today. Are you ready to be vulnerable with us? Oh, it's going to be so hard. I am confident that you can do this, though. You're really self-aware. And I think you spend time thinking about your feelings, right? I do. Yeah. Where do you feel comfortable starting? Well, after kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> We're always going to start post-kindergarten. Okay, so kind of what started my dating hot and horrible people and ignoring red flags kind of stemmed from when I was born and when I was adopted. Mm -hmm. um, I did go to therapy for this, so I kind of have like a loose structure of all this in my mind. But basically, when you're adopted, you know, you're given up by your birth parents. In my case, it was just a birth mom because she was like 12 or 13 years old when she had me, which is crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. When I was given up, apparently that's a thing with like people who are adopted that it's like, oh, you're not good enough. That's why they didn't keep you. Mm -hmm. And then when my parents got divorced, you know, the same thing happened again. Actually, like a couple, probably like three or four years ago, I learned that my dad was that he actually didn't want to like adopt. And I was like, oh my goodness. Then it's like happened again kind of with dating people it's like oh i'll do anything to make them stay mm. i'm kind of like a puppy dog yeah like oh i'll do anything like you could hurt me like air, i'm Airbud. yeah so it's <laughs> like the the feeling rejected part of it like you seeking acceptance exactly what you're saying okay yeah can you talk a little bit more if you're comfortable about like your parents divorce i know you said that that made you that made those feelings kind of resurface for you but was there like a particular reason or I think it was because we moved so far away from Hong Kong to Massachusetts it was like such a different place mm -hmm. with there being so many changes going on it was like and I was like nine years old so everything's like still developing you know yeah um just mentally you're like do I believe in like 
parents staying together forever because it was like kind of a first thing where I heard like, oh, divorce is like a real thing. And then it's like, oh, now how do I readjust for what I'm looking for? Yeah. Do you feel like that's affected how you feel about marriage or how you feel about what you want a long-term partnership to look like for you? I think now I'm a lot better than I was like a couple years ago. I know I want to be married like forever. Like, you know, fingers crossed, like, that's the hope. It's totally going to (laughs) happen. I know. (laughs) Hopefully. We can all, like, hope for the best, you know? Um, But people grow apart. I know some of, like, the most perfect marriages, and you're like, oh, they'd be perfect together. And then out of nowhere, they're just, like, gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm wondering, too, like, did you get a chance to meet your birth mom ever? Or was that something you were interested in? It's something that I've always thought about. The last time I was in Hong Kong in 2008... My uh, mom actually asked my brother and I, because he was adopted too, uh, she was like, oh, do you want to like try to find your birth parents? And we were like, nah, we're good. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I feel like to unpack, I'm sure. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about like dating after this. Like, I know you talked about how you've seen this play out in your relationships, how you'll kind of do anything to get them to stay. Do you have any specific anecdotes? Ooh, do I have an anecdote? (laughs) (laughs) When I moved to Nashville, I was seeing this girl. Kind of right off the bat, I noticed I wasn't being treated the way I thought I should be treated. Mm. And there were a lot of mean comments that came my way. Like what? One of the worst things a woman has ever said to me. You know, I'm twice as talented as you, but you you get twice as many jobs as I do. Because I was getting writing sessions with different people she wanted to write with. I was doing shows that she wanted to do. It was just like a jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. So I ended up breaking up with her. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like very on and off. Like a week later, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I was like, oh, we can get back together, hoping it'd work out again. And then we stay together for like a week or two, and then we break up again. Yeah. And it was like that cycle. That happened four or five times. We've all <laughs> been there for sure. Because I feel like you just want it to work, you yeah. know, at that moment, in that moment. It was also the kind of the thing, just physically, she looked exactly what I thought I should end up with. Let's unpack this a little bit because this comes up <laughs> for you a lot, Andre. I think that you, and I'm not assigning a bad or good quality to this. Okay. So I'm not saying it with any judgment, but I do feel like based on my conversations with you, you definitely have a physical image in your mind of the person that you see yourself with can you describe that image to us and can you tell us why that's the image in your mind i feel like everyone has their type on who they see themselves with yeah whether it's what it is in the end or it's not have you ever played sims yes and you have like your base person right yes so let's start with the base person and then i can describe more around them okay anna kendrick from pitch perfect okay which i haven't seen yet Really? (laughs) I haven't seen that. Okay, you gotta watch it. But I know her from like a lot of her movies. Yeah. So basically her, if you could describe a facial type, it'd be facial type marsupial. (laughs) She's got that marsupial face type. This has come up so much with Andre, facial type marsupial. (laughs) I still don't get it. If any of you can get it and can explain it to me, please put it in the comments. (laughs) Well, um, like I think everyone's beautiful and I think everyone deserves to be happy. Yeah. But in my... In my like head, that is basically who I would feel like I'd end up with. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we're all attracted to certain people. And there's yeah. someone for everyone because of that. You know, like what you just said, everyone is beautiful. Exactly. And so, yeah, I would start their base type, you know, okay. and then for whatever reason, I'm yeah. into redheads. I don't get it's it. It's rare. I have to ask, does race matter in who you date? You go first because <laughs> it's your couch session. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm open to everyone. I think I've dated every race. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. like gone on dates with, not like relationship. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. I feel like I probably have too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what was your like earliest dating experience that you remember talking about your childhood? I was a wreck around all girls. I uh, was notoriously known to have like stage fright or like to be shy. Mm. So whenever I liked a girl, I would like not make eye contact. <laughs> I'd be like, this is so scary. You're so opposite of that now, though. I know. Yeah. I had my like blossoming moment, I think, in college. What was your blossoming moment? It was if I'm ever going to make music work, I have to like meet people. Mm. And so I got out of my shell. I feel that I had I was an introvert too, and then had a, a similar blossoming mm-hmm. moment where you're just like, I have to do this. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna succeed in life, like I have to get over this. That's how I've made some of my best friends. Actually, I'll see somebody who's very introverted, and it's like, oh, I've been there before. For sure, yeah. And you're so good at that, Alex. Our producer and I were talking about that. You're so good at making people feel comfortable and like they can talk and. That's not a skill that everyone has, so you should be really proud of. I know you have <laughs> done some work at some point on yourself to be able to do that. So Thank you. You should be really proud of yourself. We got off track. Okay, you can tell me the experience. Now. So I think the earliest experience dating somebody was freshman year in high school, but I still was really shy at the time. I remember it very clearly. I was at like a high school dance. And there was this one girl who I was like, oh, you know, she's like a friend. This girl comes up to the table and is like, oh, my God, are you guys dating? And we both look at each other like we're like, what do we say? And then she she says yes. And I'm like, oh, man, now I have a girlfriend, I think. Wait, what grade was this again? (laughs) Ninth grade. Okay. And I was it was so awkward. But I was like, oh, like do we like hold hands? Like, you know, it's like, what do you do with my hand? It's like ninth grade love. Yeah. Yeah. From there, we, like, scheduled our study hall, like, that we'd have together. Was it a good relationship? How did it end? Oh, it was so good. It was the best relationship <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> we actually never broke. We're still together You're now. You're still together? <laughs> okay, let's find her. Bring her let's on find the her. show. Like, did you know that you're actually still in a relationship with Andre? Exactly. From the ninth grade? No, we did break up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was actually crazy. We had the most... Ryan Reynolds, not Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, Mm. the guy from The Notebook. Yeah. We had the most notebook first kiss ever. Really? So it was like after school, we walked to Walden Pond in Concord, Massachusetts. It started raining. She keeps trying to like pull me in for like a kiss, but I I knew what was going on, but I was like so nervous. I was like, oh man, like I haven't even practiced. Like, you know, people practice. um, What were you going to (laughs) practice with? Your pillow? I don't know, pillow or like, you know, hand. Yeah. But it was like, I don't, you know, you're like, where, what do I do with my yeah, lips? It's like, scary. Um, but then the second time when she pulled me in, just, we just went for it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we kissed and I was like, no way, like this actually happened. And they're still together. I'm glad you had a sweet, wholesome experience in that. You have good <laughs> thoughts about it though. But I want our fans to know, especially the gals, what you're looking for right now in a relationship. So, you know, I'm 28. My eggs are... <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Everyone's talking about eggs at our age now, though. Yeah, They're like, true. oh, I'm going to freeze them. Yeah. Um, no, if I'm going to be honest, I think I am looking for, like, a steady relationship. 
you know, somebody who can, I can have their back, they can have mine. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to run something by you. I hear a lot of my guy friends and especially guy friends who have found like the person that they are going to marry or want to be with long-term. They will always be like, oh, when a guy meets the woman that he's going to marry, he knows immediately. I don't think that that's true, but I think men like love to say that. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I do. Okay. I think it's true. You do? Do you know why? Here's why I think it's true. I think guys are so visual that when they see somebody who thinks, who, okay, I'm just going to say I. Yeah. So when I see somebody who I think I could marry, I would, it's like, boom, it's like already done. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But then it's like, okay, on to the next one. Who you think you might look like you might marry. Okay, so you're saying like they see this person visually. They're like, oh, yeah, that seems like the person I would marry. And then because they do end up marrying them, it's like, oh, yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Okay. But that can happen multiple times. Okay. Because see, when I hear that, I just don't think you even really know someone until multiple months, if not a year (laughs) into dating them. So when I hear like, oh, I know immediately, I'm like, do you know? Do you even know that person yet? Like, how do you know you want to marry them? Like, I don't get that. It's definitely a prophecy. (laughs) But but I will say. Men are all knowing. (laughs) We bow to the men. (laughs) I'm kidding, obviously. Obviously. Um. But it's definitely an ego thing where it's like, oh, I knew, like, you okay, know, she was the I one. Okay, I see. I see. Okay. I'm, I don't know if I'm 100% there and understanding this. Wait, how can I make this? I don't know if I'll ever understand okay. is the problem, but I feel like you have helped me get closer yeah, to it. I just don't necessarily think it's true. I don't think it's true. Okay. I just think we like to think it's true. Okay. That's the psychology behind okay, it. Okay, this is helping me. Because it's like, oh, if we if we nail this down, like, yeah, we'll be happy the rest of our lives. Or if this doesn't work out, I'm not going to say that I thought I was going to be with that person. And then I'll wait for the next person there to say it, it with. Okay, there it is. Which is kind of, you know, it's like, it's an ego thing. Okay, it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What is your, okay, first of all, I said this before, Andre's mom is an icon. Yeah. Do you talk to her about your love life at all? I do. Okay. Not in like detail or anything. Yeah. But about basically like who they are as a person. Yeah. She has her own opinions too, but she doesn't ever tell me until after we've broken up. <laughs> you brought this up on the Red Flags episode. Yeah, I, I did. Think, right? Yeah. 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 Which is like, oh my God, like if you knew they, like the wires weren't connected in their head, like why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Yeah. Does she ever give you like love advice? Not. Not love advice, but it's definitely just like kind of a follow your heart kind of thing. Because mm. she's like, you're smart. Like, you know. Yeah. You know what you're looking for. Yeah. Is there anything we missed in from um, kindergarten to now? Oh, yeah. We need this on a t-shirt. Okay. Who doesn't have daddy issues? Or <laughs> it's like you have daddy issues or you're a liar. Yeah, that's so <laughs> true, honestly. Yeah, I never talked to my dad. How old were you again when your parents split up? I was nine. Have you seen your dad much since then? The only time I saw him was 2008. We used to speak like occasionally, like mm-hmm. maybe once a year, but that stopped like four or five years ago. Yeah. Do you feel like your dad like not communicating with you very much has impacted like how you want 
to act and to be perceived as a man. So I think when you have positive experience in your life and you have negative experiences, it's like what you take away from it. Mm-hmm. And kind of seeing how he's never going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> kind of seeing like how a negative parent in your life affects you. You can be the one to be like, okay, I want to do or I want to be the opposite yeah. when I'm like there. What are some of the like big values that you hold that have come out of that, that you're proud of yourself for embodying that maybe your dad didn't? Um, I think loyalty yeah, and honesty, as well as um, I think being there. Because mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things, you know, I'm no parent except to, I'm a single father to a cat. To ask who has her <laughs> own bedroom set. She does. So Andre is a great dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I think... Being there, I think, for anybody is, like, a huge thing. Because kids don't really see, like, small things. It's like they see who shows up. Yeah, absolutely. I said that, well, when I was extremely drunk at my party the other (laughs) week, someone said, oh, I forgot your gift. And I said, the best gift that you can give me is being here and giving me your time and your energy. That's really sweet. And I think that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. Like, that is a really valuable gift that you can give someone and I see you giving that out so freely and I think that that's one of the things that I find so special about you is that you will just do anything for the people that you care about and I think that's so apparent when you get to know Andre oh yeah thank you yeah of course and thank you for opening up to us this is some like deep stuff and it's not easy to talk about especially with parents and everything thank you so much yeah andre and i I guess we've both been to therapy yeah so i've i definitely repeated verbatim some stuff my therapist has said to me (laughs) and i feel like you probably i mean you got a structure structure and stuff from therapy but so many of our listeners are probably going to be able to resonate with at least part of what you said hopefully yeah Yeah. i'll definitely for sure yeah with all the stuff you covered so i'm excited to hear what y'all's thoughts are on it and rate it five stars for my boy andre oh thank you (laughs) and where can we find you on social media at sherwood emily and we can find me at andre country life or andre country and our podcast can be found at at hot and horrible pod thank you guys so much for listening bye friends and lovers 